0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Never Dead Podcast. My name is Dylan Dust, and I'll be your host for this episode. This is the show where we talk about stuff stuff like self improvement, creative endeavors, and everything else in between. Today's episode is sponsored by Anchor as well as Left Out Apparel, but we're going to get into that a little bit later on into the episode. Uh, Today's is going to be kind of a casual one a little bit more chill. It's just me no guest, and I wanted to talk about fitness I want to give you guys a crash course when it comes to going to the gym lifting weights and fitness So if you're down for that, you know, this episode's for you if not then uh, you know, maybe this episode still is for you because maybe you need to get in the gym But you're not doing it, but you need to so I don't know. Maybe it can help Um, So yeah, I guess let's just jump right into it Um, It's just gonna be me rambling about all the shit that I've learned over the years. I've been lifting for like, God, I don't even know how long it's too, ah, man. It's probably been like eight, nine years so far that I've been lifting. Um, and I started out with a couple of friends, just kinda casually, um, you know, halfway taking it seriously, but not really like I do today. Um, I've never once done a performance enhancing drug. I'm not sure if you can tell by my massive physique, but um, I am all natural, no performance enhancing drugs, nothing, no TRT, no SARMs, no Anabol, no Anivar. Uh, did I just say Anibal? You know what I'm talking about, steroids. I have not done any of that. Um, I feel like I don't have to even say that. I feel like if you follow me or know who I am, um, I'm in good shape, but I am not i um, I'm not a veiny raisin of a human being like some of these uh, monstrously huge bodybuilder dudes are. Anyway, I just wanted to give you a quick background on who I am, where I've been, and how long I've been doing fitness. So I do know what I'm talking about. I gotta throw out a disclaimer, I guess, before I get too far into things. I am not a medical doctor. This is not medical advice. Uh, take take everything that I say with a grain of salt. I'm about halfway through my studies for my NASM uh, personal trainer certification, but I'm not quite done with it yet. So I'm not even a certified personal trainer at the moment. So. Like I said, take all this with a grain of salt, but just know this is from someone with experience who's been doing it for eight years, uh, fairly successfully. And um, I think the principles all apply. It really is simple guys, whenever it comes to uh, getting bigger, gaining weight, gaining muscle, things like that, going to the gym. Uh, I feel like people are always looking for the shortcut to success. People are always looking for some secret supplement or Uh, Some workout program that some influencer online posted for $500 uh, that's going to be life-changing. And this is advice that no one will tell you. And you're going to get so massive. Um, People always go looking for that stuff whenever they're new to lifting and they don't know anything about it. But the truth is, it really just takes a lot of time and a lot of hard work. And it's as simple as tracking your macros and tracking your lifts. And that's it holding yourself accountable, looking at things on the page for what they are. This is how much I'm eating. This is how much I need to eat. This is how much I'm lifting. This is how much I need to lift. It's literally that simple. And then just giving it time. And uh, nobody wants to hear that because it's not glamorous. It's not even really, um, it's not necessarily a set in stone here's exactly how I follow it kind of thing. And so it makes it kind of difficult, but if you are someone who's new to this and trying to gain weight, trying to um, gain size, gain muscle, uh, you really have to understand that you have to start things off knowing that it's gonna take time and it's gonna take hard work and it's gonna take holding yourself accountable. And that's literally it. There's no secret to this. It's it's not hard. You just have to do it. You have to put in the work. I guess that's the hard part, uh, but It really is a lot more simple than people realize. And, um, you know, I could start with tracking your calories, tracking your macros, for example. Uh, There's an app called MyFitnessPal and it's owned by Under Armour. It's free to download on your phone. Um, And that's what I use to track my food. And I think that's kind of just widely used by anyone who's in fitness. Um, Basically, they have a built-in calculator where Uh, they have a big database of foods and you can search in say, uh, I don't know. I had cherry pop tarts this morning for breakfast. You just type cherry pop tarts and boom, it pops up, you click it, it automatically puts it into your calculator for the day. It gives you proteins, calories, fats, carbs, uh, even other stuff like sodium and things like that. So, um. That's the place to start if you want to really track your food accurately to know what you're putting into your body what you need to put in uh, to get results. That's the place to start I would say is the my MyFitnessPal pal app. Uh, you don't necessarily have to use that one but that one's just again the easiest and the most widely used uh, way to track your macros. So Uh, For people who don't know, by the way, I guess I should really approach this like there's like complete newbies watching this. Uh, Macros are your macronutrients. And so that'd be your proteins, fats, and carbs, and uh, to a broader scope, your calories. Calories are your units of energy for your body. Every food has a caloric value, even if it's zero, even if you're drinking a Diet Coke and it's zero. it's it's a unit of measurement for energy for your body and so basically the way people gain weight is eating more calories than they burn in the day and the way people lose weight is burning more calories than they take in during the day so it really is that simple when it comes to weight loss and weight gain is just tracking uh, making sure that you're eating the right stuff and that you're giving your body what it needs to reach your goals so um, I guess the best place to start is if you're coming at this brand new, you need to figure out what your maintenance calories are. So you need to figure out how many calories it takes on a normal day to day basis for you to stay the same exact weight that you are. So for a lot of people, it's somewhere between 2000 and 2500. Um, You can start there and then just see, you know, how your body responds. So get in your MyFitnessPal app, put in all the food that you're eating in a day, aim for say, I don't know, 2200 calories, do that for a week. um, And then track and see what your weight is doing with that much uh, caloric intake. Um, Another side note on all of that is the way you want to measure that over the course of a week is every morning when you wake up, go to the bathroom, don't eat anything, don't drink anything and hop on the scale first thing in the morning. That's how you really know what your resting weight is with no water in your body, no food in your body and um, you know nothing else possibly tweaking the numbers for you. So every single morning when you get up, use the restroom, don't drink anything and hop on that scale, write it down, track it, do that for a week, see what happens to your weight when you're eating, for example, 2,200 calories every day. And if you're gaining weight, then you're eating too much. You need to lower that down. Maybe 2,000 is your uh, maintenance calories. If you're losing weight, then you know you might wanna eat more. So maybe aim for 2,500 calories. Uh, so that's the place you start is you track your foods in a uh, food tracking app that will track your macros, like MyFitnessPal step on that scale every single morning no drinks uh, use the restroom and write down your weight and that's how you figure out what your maintenance uh, calories are and unfortunately it's not so cut and dry where everyone has the same maintenance calories which is why you kind of have to do this guess and check thing Um, like I said before this takes time and work and accountability uh, but once you know your maintenance calories, you're in a really good spot to put yourself in the right position that you want to be. For me, it, for example, my maintenance calories are right around 4,000. I have a very high metabolism and I've been very skinny my whole life. So right around 4,000 is my maintenance. Um, it's pretty absurd, but that's the case for me. So uh, to gain weight, I, I always say this, um, if you're wanting to gain weight, I'd say eat 300 more calories a day than what your maintenance is. If you're wanting to lose weight, uh, eat 300 less than what your maintenance calories are per day. I think that's a good number to aim for to where you're not gaining or losing weight too fast, that it's gonna be unhealthy and that your body's gonna react in a bad way. Um, but 300 calories is a good place to start. And again, you can always adjust from there and um, you know, see how your body reacts and do whatever you feel is the right thing. So. Uh, Knowing all that, you now know how to gain and lose weight and to check what your maintenance calories are. Uh, To go a little bit further into this, uh, I mentioned before macronutrients, which are your carbs, your fats, and your proteins. So you're going to want to, if you're looking to gain muscle and to potentially put on some size, uh, lifting weights in the gym, you're going to want to eat at least one gram of of protein per pound of body weight. For example, I currently weigh 172, so I'm aiming for about 172 grams of protein every single day. Now, when it comes to carbs and fats, I don't really have great advice on how to measure those out. Um, I would say do whatever your body responds best to. For example, I try and eat uh, more carbs than I do fats because my body reacts better to that I feel better in the gym uh, carbs are basically what caused you to have energy so uh, I try and aim for having a little more carbs than fats uh, personally just because my body responds better but if your body responds better to having more fats then eat more fats than carbs I'd say suit that to your liking if you're not sure Um, Do like a 50-50 or even like a 60-40 split, Um, like 60% of your remaining calories towards carbs, 40% of your remaining calories towards fats, see how your body reacts. But um, either way, your body needs both fats and carbs. There's nothing bad about carbs or fat, they have negative connotations attached to them from diet programs that you've probably heard of, like carbs are the enemy. You want to lose body fat, so why would you eat any fat? But both are necessary for your health. You need them. Uh, fats are, are great. They're good for keeping up hormone balances and for um, lubricating joints, things like that. And then carbs, like I said, are basically one of the biggest energy sources for your body. So um, don't be scared of those words. Um, embrace them. And all you need to know is that um, for me, if it fits your macros, you're good to go. So uh you know don't be afraid to eat that hostess cupcake if you want it as long as it fits your macros and you can squeeze it into whatever uh calories and fats and carbs uh you're allowing yourself for the day so uh that's one thing to note too is that i am a big proponent of if it fits your macros Uh, a lot of people follow these specialty diets like keto and all that and um yeah it's fine um intermittent fasting that's all fine but for me um as long as everything that you're eating fits into your macro goals for the day, you're fine to eat it. So, for example, if you did eat that hostess cupcake, well, maybe it means you cut something out later in your day. Um, you, eat, you eat that cupcake knowing, okay, I can't eat as much tonight. Cool. Uh, as long as it fits in your macros, you're good to go. And I've never had any issues with that. And pretty much anyone that I follow online in fitness follows that same idea. So, if it fits your macros, you're good to go and uh yeah i think that about covers it for um tracking food tracking calories macros things like that if you have any questions about any of this obviously uh feel free to dm me on instagram or something um dylan.dust is my personal also the never dead never dead podcast is my podcast page on instagram so if you have any questions about anything I've said today, hit me up. Um, I'm interested in helping. I really enjoy doing this kind of thing. Like I said, I'm, I'm halfway through my uh, NASM certification for personal training, so hit me up if you got questions. Uh, moving right along, the next part of this is to track your lifts. Now, the basic principle of lifting weights and gaining muscle in the gym, uh, it's called progressive overload. So what progressive overload is, is you're either, every time you come into the gym, um, I usually measure by like a weekly basis or like every you know few workouts that I do, I try and, and improve with progressive overload. But you wanna make sure when you're tracking that you're either lifting more weight, doing more reps, or doing the same amount of reps or weight but with better form and less rest time in between. So essentially, you're tracking one of those factors and making sure that you're doing it better the next time you go into the gym. You're progressively overloading. You're you're over time getting better on one of those fronts. So that's really the only way that you're gonna see progress without plateauing. If you get lazy with it and you start going to the gym and just doing whatever, not following a program, not tracking anything, you will plateau you're gonna be doing the same exact lift in the gym for months on end trust me i've done it it's honestly frustrating um and i've really put that into principle i know it's been like like i said eight nine years that i've been lifting but i've really only put that into principle over the last year or two and goddamn it has made a big difference so make sure that you are tracking your progressive overload and either doing more weight, more reps, or doing it the same amount of weight of reps with better form or, and or I guess I should say less rest time in between. So one way you can track this is uh, the good old fashioned pin and pad. Uh, you can also get on your phone, type it up in a notes document. Okay. today I did um, Today, I did seven reps of 225 on bench. Next week, I want to be doing eight reps of 225 on bench. Uh, say the next week you go into it and all you can do is all you can do is like you can eke out those seven You couldn't quite get that eighth one take less rest time in between the first set and the second set make sure you're tracking that aim for like one minute one and a half minutes and um, in, in between sets and if the previous week you did one and a half aim for one minute rest in between um, So it's, it's really that simple just writing it down somewhere and checking in now There is an app that I suggest you use if you're needing a little bit of guidance. It's called body space. And it's from bodybuilding.com, which obviously these are great resources. Uh, The body space app is awesome because it has programs, it can track your workouts in real time. And it measures your progressive overload. So uh, for example, I did this one workout that I found. um, It was it was a routine. I was doing it for months. I don't remember exactly what it's called. But um, I remember the way this app works is it'll say, Okay, we're about to do lap pulldowns. And so um, you type in, I did 10 of uh, 180. And then it you type that in. And as soon as you hit enter, it starts a timer of one minute or whatever they set the time to and you type in every single time how many you did of whatever weight. And the next week, whenever you come back to do that same exercise in the program, you can see, okay, last week I did uh, 10 pull downs for 180 pounds. And so you can know to aim for a little bit higher that time because you had already tracked it the previous week. I feel like I'm rambling. I hope that made sense. Again, if you have questions, hit me up. But BodySpace, they give you a good way to track your progressive overload. And they also have a good list of programs if you're new and you don't know exactly what to do as far as a program goes. So highly suggest the BodySpace app. If you use that app and you use the MyFitnessPal app and you're you're doing your due diligence and tracking your workouts and your food like you should, you're going to see progress. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. As long as you're putting in that effort in the gym and you're tracking everything else, you're going to see progress, guys, I promise you. It really is that simple. Maybe that sounds a little complicated to you. I, you know, I'm saying how simple it is. Maybe that sounds like a lot, but that's what it takes. Um, all I'm saying when I say it's simple is that there's no secret to it. There's no hidden thing that nobody's telling you that all the experts have uh, that you don't. It's It's just as simple as being accountable and tracking shit. And that's seriously it, (laughs) that is seriously it. And uh, the sooner you realize that, the better. I remember um, when I was first starting out, I found all these programs online um, because I would Google, I'd be like, um, gosh, I'm a skinny guy, I'm an ectomorph. That's what they call like the long slender body type in like weightlifting. Um, I'm an ectomorph and I can't gain weight and I'm eating so much food, why is that? And I was um, I was just minutes away from buying multiple different programs um, that I thought would help me that they all said "Buy this program and you'll you'll unlock the secret this is exactly why I wasn't gaining weight and I'll tell you if you buy the program um, I was very close to buying one of those programs and they very well could have given me good advice I don't know i didn't purchase the program so i can't say anything good or bad but all i know is that if i would have known how simple it was and just done the stuff that i needed to do i i you know wouldn't have been so lost for so long so um you know just don't fall prey to some person preaching snake oil out there um or claiming to have secrets that no one else does there's absolutely nothing wrong. I will say with, uh, investing in a personal trainer and online coach, someone who can genuinely guide you and give you great advice. Um, but I wouldn't buy into these, uh, programs that are promising you the, the secret, uh, just, just don't just find someone reputable, find someone who has their certification, find someone who is, uh, you know, has the proof, uh, on their Instagram page, for example, with their own body or with their clients and, uh, check them out. So I'll say that much. Um, another thing to note: this is just me kind of like side rambling here. Um, just being a young naive lifter in my early years. Um, I didn't realize how many people, uh, were on performance enhancing drugs in the fitness industry. Um, You really have this naivety about yourself whenever you're starting and you don't know what's realistic and what's not whenever you're starting because you don't know that much. You see these, you know, for me, just jacked, insanely ripped dudes online and you're like, holy shit, this guy must just be an expert. Um, You even see people all over the place, even still today, who um, claim that they're natural in their profiles or they have said so in other places but you know being an experienced lifter uh, like I am now I know who is and who is not on steroids PEDs, uh, you know SARMs things like that um, you can just kind of tell after a while there's telltale signs so you know don't buy into this idea with unrealistic unrealistic expectations of someone who is not a natural lifter, who is saying they are, who is saying that, you know, you should be getting these results because whenever you start and whenever you put in a year, two years worth of work uh, and you're not massive and veiny as hell and just shredded out of your mind like them, uh, you're gonna be more liable to give up because you're not looking like them yet, so. Just know that there's a lot of deception in the fitness industry. And um, someone I watch on YouTube who I think uh, does a really good job of calling that out is Phileon. Uh, His channel's fucking hilarious. He just calls out fake naturals. He calls out people who are uh, spreading garbage in the fitness industry and making stuff up or setting unrealistic unrealistic expectations uh, for people who are new to fitness or who are starting out or who look up to these people and he calls them out and it's awesome. So, um, you know, cheers to you Philion you're a fucking, fucking legend for calling these people out. Um, you know, that said, I'm not saying that someone who is on steroids can't be inspirational. A lot of the people who are, um, there's there's a lot of people who are open about their steroid use online and that's awesome. And I, I commend them for being open about it um, because, you know, I think it's pretty, it can be pretty unhealthy to be on steroids, but if this person's being open and honest about it, at least they're not setting unrealistic expectations. Uh, besides the top bodybuilders in the world, the IFBB pros, they're all on steroids. Um, there's nobody competing at the highest level who is not on steroids. Uh, it's just the reality. It's just the, the, the fact of, of the matter. So, um, you know, it's, it's all just about Helping people have the right expectations because it's honestly kind of fucked up if you're misleading people who genuinely want to improve themselves. Uh, and you're you're essentially cheating by lying about it because there's people who genuinely do work their asses off in the gym naturally. And they look like garbage next to the guy who is on steroids and lying about it. So it's all kind of messed up. Just, just know that getting into it. Um, that being said, like I said, there's nothing wrong with looking up to people who are on steroids or anything. Just have, have, a, have a realistic understanding and expectation of what you can look like. Um, for me, like I said, for example, um, obviously I'm not massive. I'm not just shredded out of my mind. I'm not even, I, yeah, I wouldn't even call myself big. I'm just in very good shape. And I've been lifting for, like I said, eight years plus, Um, maybe not perfectly. Like I said, I only started really focusing on progressive overload like a year or two ago. So I've obviously not been the roadmap to doing things by the book for eight years straight, but I have been lifting for eight years and my physique is okay. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm showing off my amazing (laughs) body. And um, I don't know, like I said, it's just, I've been doing it for like eight years and I don't even look like I look very much in shape but I don't look shredded out of my mind or anything like that. Maybe I suck but um, just have realistic expectations guys that's all I'm saying. That is all I'm saying. Another thing to note, I um, actually when I started out was about 125, six foot tall. I am now 172, six foot tall so I've gained what is that 70, i don't know almost 40 50 pounds over that eight year period um it's not all been muscle obviously but um i've always been very skinny so regardless um me saying that i'm not like shredded or huge or anything like i feel great about my body i think i look awesome and i have really made a lot of progress for where i started so um that wasn't me shit talking myself uh, i just like i said Have realistic expectations for yourselves guys because it really can be gutting when that day hits that you realize you're nothing like that guy you're looking up to and um, and you you didn't even know he was on steroids so that was a whole tangent and a whole rant and I kind of got off the rails there so I don't know hopefully hopefully all this is making sense Uh, this is I guess my first episode Uh, without a, a guest so a lot of this will be rambling but hopefully it's coherent rambling Uh, With that said, uh, we're about halfway into the episode. I'm going to go ahead and read off our sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by Anchor. It is the easiest way to make a podcast. And in fact, it's what I use to distribute this very show. It's free. They have tools to edit your podcast online or on your phone, wherever you're at. If you're at home on your computer, if you're out, they distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many more It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, editing, distribution, everything. And it's fucking awesome. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. That is the free Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started today. Today's episode is also sponsored by Left Out Apparel. The only way to see how dope Left Out Apparel is, is to check them out on Instagram or on their website at leftoutapparel.com, spelled L-F-T-O-U-T apparel.com. Check out their new Weather the Storm Drop. They put it out like a month ago. I got one. It's dope. Uh, they're always putting out new designs. Uh, they, they'll, they'll even give you free shipping on orders over, just over $75. Use the code I am out. That's I-A-M-L-F-T-O-U-T for 10% off your first purchase at leftoutapparel.com. That is I-A-M-L-F-T-O-U-T for 10% off your first purchase from leftoutapparel.com. Let's get back on the rails because um, I got a little off, (laughs) I got a little off the rails uh, right before the sponsor reads. So um, (laughs) let's talk about your workout routine. So basically the goal of a good workout routine is to make sure that you hit every muscle group a minimum of twice a week. Now, how you reach the means to that end is up to you. You can tailor your plan to whatever suits your, your needs the best and whatever suits your body the best. For example, there's push-pull legs, there's upper-lower, there's the full body workout and the classic bro split as we call it. Let's let's break these down, push pull legs. So this is usually like a six day a week split, it's a lot but you do push movements, anything pushing away from the body like bench press, uh, shoulder press, things like that. The next day you do a pull day where you're doing pulling movements towards your body via lat pull downs, rows, things like that. And uh, legs is the last day and so it's just a leg day. So push pull legs, push pull legs and usually there's like a rest day in between you know each push pull legs the next one is upper lower so you do everything upper one day so this is pushing and pulling movements the next day is like all legs uh and that that can be split up however you want to do it like four four days a week you can do a push day pull day rest push day pull day rest something like that um full body which is what I am currently doing it's what works best for me I'm not going to say it works best for you too but it is what works best for me right now just based on my schedule and based on my goals so it makes sure I hit everything with frequency I do uh bench press lat pull um lat raises for my shoulders uh bicep curls and a leg press machine and that's what I'll do four times a week And so that really fits my schedule and I hit everything in that workout four times a week, which is awesome. Um, You know, if I have a really, really busy week, it's just three days a week, but still I hit every part of my body three times that week. So it's been really good for me. That's why I enjoy doing. Uh, And then finally is the bro split. This is the classic split that you all know and maybe love, I don't know. Uh, It's where you split everything literally up into individual parts. So. Usually it goes chest day, back day, shoulder day, arm day, leg day. So you've got five different parts of the body being worked on individual days throughout the week. Guess how much frequency you're hitting everything with one time a week, cause you're doing a chest day, you're doing a back day, you're doing a shoulders day, you're doing an arms day, you're doing a legs day. Now I'm not gonna say that there aren't some compound movements in there that hit multiple muscle groups, but That's really the least ideal way to lift in my opinion, just because you're not hitting everything with enough frequency. It can be a week in between the time that you did leg day and the next time you do it. And aside from that, if you have a bad day that day and you have to skip a day of gym, um, you could very well be inclined to just be like, oh, I'll get get legs next week. Uh, For me, like I hate doing legs. I mean, it's pretty universal. A lot of people love it. I don't like it. I would be more inclined to skip leg day doing that kind of split. So, and that's something that's a cardinal sin of lifting is don't skip leg day, obviously. So, um yeah, I don't suggest the bro split. However, if it works for you and you enjoy it and it's going to keep you in the gym, fucking go for it. Absolutely. There's no problem with that. Uh I just per, for me, I personally don't think that's a good idea. I would rather do a push pull legs and upper lower or a full body split. That's just me personally. But the goal is to hit every muscle group a minimum of twice a week. So tailor your plan around that. Find something online that suits you. Like I said, the BodySpace app has lots of free programs. If not, you can go on bodybuilding.com. One of my first uh, programs I did was Chris Chris Gethin's, um, gosh, what was it? I forget. Uh, it was, it was, some program from Chris Gethin, but I think I paid $10 a month to be a member on bodybuilding.com and it's a whole entire video program. So you get to watch a video of him every single day and go with him and see how he does things. And then you go in the gym and do it too. So uh, if you can't find anything on the BodySpace app, check out bodybuilding.com. Otherwise just look and see what maybe some of your favorite um, fitness influencers are doing. Um, every once in a while I'll do that. If I see someone on YouTube that I like uh, doing a certain split, I'll copy it and I'll, I'll try it for myself. So just do whatever is fun for you and whatever you can stick with. That's really all I can say, but try and hit every muscle group a minimum of twice a week. Um, that's really it. Uh, one note on that though is um, do not overtrain. Uh, trust me, I. I I've been going to the gym for over eight years. I love it. I think it's so fucking fun. I get out. I can socialize. I can be around other people. Uh, it feels great. I feel amazing. Every time I hit the gym, I want to be there all the time. I really do. Uh, however, don't go into the gym thinking that, okay, I'm going to do two hour workouts, um, seven days out of the week and I'm going to get massive because I'm going to be doing so much work. Um, What you're doing is you're constantly leaving your body in a state of stress. You're increasing your cortisol levels in your body, which are catabolic chemicals that can basically kill your gains. And I know that sounds like some uh, bullshit bro pseudoscience, but it's it's actually real science. Uh, If you're putting your body in a stress state like that constantly, and constantly breaking down your muscle tissues without giving your body a real chance to grow back stronger, you're gonna do more damage than you're gonna do good. And that's a lesson that I had to learn the hard way too, which is why I'm doing this full body split either three or four times a week. It's not as frequent, but I'm seeing myself hit PRs left and right. I've, in, I've almost doubled my bench PR in two months time because I started doing this full body split because I'm actually giving myself time to recover in between. Um, I, I, I feel the difference i used to do bench press every single start of every workout what whatever day it was and i'd be going like five six times a week and uh, i never felt strong but uh, if i come back to the gym after two or three days off i feel insanely good about my bench i I feel so fresh my body's really recovered and i can actually hit my prs and uh, give myself time to grow so uh definitely just don't overtrain, guys. I know it can be fun to go to the gym, but don't overtrain. Give yourself good time to rest and recover. Eat the proper nutrition, get the proper sleep that you need. Your body needs at least like seven hours of sleep. Six is probably acceptable, but get at least seven hours of sleep. All this is critical, giving your body the time to rest and recover. That's a really not fun thing to hear. It's really not exciting. It's not sexy, glamorous, anything like that, but please please. (laughs) You hear my voice going up. Please give yourself time to rest and recover. Promise you'll be better off for it. Um, supplements. Supplements is another thing that uh, I get asked about often. And um, really, I'll say this much guys, Um, you don't need any supplements. That's why they're called supplements. They're there to supplement a good diet and training regimen. So you don't need supplements. However, I'll also say this. I do suggest certain supplements. Um, Number one is easy, creatine. Creatine monohydrate. Um, Gosh, this is a really good time to forget the science behind creatine. Uh, But basically, uh, creatine is a chemical that uh, it's found naturally in meats, I think, and uh, other foods like that. And it saturates your muscles and when there's creatine in your body you tend to hold more water and uh, you perform better athletically whenever your muscles are saturated with creatine so if you can supplement with creatine you might look up the science on that because i forget it now Um, but taking creatine daily at least five grams is uh, highly suggested i don't believe in the loading phase of creatine Um, a lot of companies are, are on the bottle or whatever will say like um, for, for two weeks, you know, take five grams of creatine three times a day. I, I think that's just bullshit to get you to buy more creatine. Uh, just take five grams a day and you'll be fine. They sell them in pill form or in powder form. You can mix it into water, um, but take creatine. I highly suggest it. It really does make a huge difference. Your body looks more full and you feel uh, stronger and you are stronger um, whenever you have creatine saturating your muscles. So creatine, easy. I recommend that highly uh, next one is protein uh, protein isn't even really a supplement it is a food it is a nutrient um, but I will say a protein powder I can see how it can be a supplement because nobody sits down and is like I'm going to have a bowl of protein powder so it's not like a food in that regard but at the end of the day it is a food Technically, so I don't even necessarily consider it a supplement, but this is all bullshit semantics that I'm getting into. If you're not getting enough protein in your daily diet with food alone, get some protein powder, have a protein shake for breakfast or dinner, uh, wherever you can fit it in. I, you know, obviously I suggest that if if you're not getting enough protein, so get a protein powder. Beyond that, you don't need anything else. Um, I do personally take pre-workout powder uh i don't know that it's necessarily healthy i don't know that it's necessarily unhealthy but i do know that it is a high amount of caffeine and um that can be bad for you uh, if you're having too much caffeine overall so just use that at your own judgment um i do know however when taking pre-workout i have hit prs that i know i would not have hit without the pre-workout so like I said, it's a judgment call, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. Pro- pre-workout can be pretty good um, in-, in case you need that little extra boost at the end of a tiring workday or something. Um, just know that you're not going to sleep very well if you take it late at night. So uh, creatine, protein, pre-workout. That's really it. Um, nothing else is beneficial to me um, aside from like a multivitamin, fish oil pills, things like that. going to give you like amino acids and fill in the nutritional gaps in your diet um i remember one absolutely bullshit product that i got sold on um, by some gnc guy um which by the way gnc is is so sharky i feel like they can be so sharky i don't know um given i've shopped there for a long time and i don't think they're necessarily a bad company they carry a lot of the best products but um This guy told me at, I think I was like 22, uh, 23. When I first started lifting, I went in to get pre-workout and protein. Uh, He didn't even sell me on creatine. He told me to get these test booster pills. And the reason those are bullshit is because I was a 22 year old male Chuck full of hormones. I had no issues with testosterone flowing through my body. There was no reason I would have needed those. The guy just wanted to sell me some $40 pills that I didn't need and that's exactly what he did because I was young and dumb and didn't know any better. Uh, the most that testosterone boosting pills can do is if your body is not producing enough naturally, they can get you up to normal levels. They're not gonna put you beyond normal levels. That is called steroids. Um, Steroids are literally testosterone that you're injecting into your body to have extra. So, testosterone boosting pills, I don't even know what's in them. I don't even know what's in the ones he gave me. They're not gonna do anything for you, especially being a 22 year old young guy, chock full of hormones. Um, The most that I could say is that if, you know, you're having issues with testosterone, see a doctor, maybe they recommend those for you, but I doubt it. They'd probably recommend, um, you know, some other thing or like testosterone replacement therapy, which is basically just controlled steroids that a doctor gives you. Um, But don't fall for these snake oil supplements that these supplement salesmen are going to push on you um you don't need any of it you don't need any supplements like i said but they can be helpful just know what you're getting into when it comes to supplements and again like i said message me if you have questions about anything um, some reputable brands uh ghost i i everything i take is basically just ghost um, their branding, their message, their flavors, their collaborations, their ingredients, everything across the board is fucking awesome. Top notch, top tier. These guys are doing things different and I really respect it and really commend it. That is not just because I'm an Alphalete fanboy and every Alphalete athlete is sponsored by Ghost, but they really are one of the best supplement brands that I know of. So Ghost, absolutely, Optimum Nutrition, Bare Performance Nutrition, uh, these are all good ones that I've heard about. Um, so, highly recommend any of those. Um, yeah, like I said, you got questions, message me. I'll be happy to help any way that I can. Uh, as far as diet goes, I I don't have any real suggestions other than find foods that work for you. Um, I mentioned if it fits your macros earlier, that's the diet that I follow. If it fits your macros, it's good to go. So eat whatever you like to eat as long as it fits your macros and make sure that you're hitting all of your daily nutrition goals. Um, For me, for a while, I was making these um, massive protein gainer shakes. Um, Now I'll tell you there's a difference. Um, at, At supplement stores, a lot of companies make what they call like a weight gain shake, a weight gain protein powder. and don't buy that just saying don't buy that uh it's full of bullshit that is bad for you that is just there for the sake of calories um there's no difference in that and regular protein other than they just pump it full of like i don't know bullshit that you don't need uh so don't buy those weight gain powders if you're going to make yourself a weight gain shake use regular protein um use some like whole milk uh or something like that uh, for me, the dairy did not respond well to my system. I got I got real gaseous, I'll say that much, whenever I would have uh, one of these shakes because I would put whole milk, uh, whey protein powder, which whey is a derivative of dairy, just so you know. So I would have those two in there. I would also put like a couple tablespoons of olive oil for calories and for fats, uh, and for those, I think, Oil is a fat, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know why I'm. I, I feel like I know a lot about fitness, and then I'll just like randomly forget basic shit. But anyway, oils. If you consume oils in excess, they make you shit your pants. I'm telling you this. So I was having dairy on dairy on oil, and then I would throw in almond butter, which again, you know, has oils in it too. Uh, and then I would have like spinach and frozen berries and I blend that up and it was like a 1500 calorie shake and I felt like shit after I eat it, it would give me lots of calories and proteins and I, it would cut out a big part of my eating for the day, which was nice. Cause it's hard for me to eat 4,000 plus calories, but, um, it, yeah, it did not sit well in my stomach. So for me, I kind of shifted things around and, um, I will still have a protein shake here and there. Um, if I'm short on protein, but I try and get my food uh, intake from actual food. Um, my protein shakes nowadays are almond milk, a couple of scoops of whey protein and um, frozen berries and kale. And that's it. I don't put any almond butter, uh, any anything else in it now. Um, just because, like I said, it was upsetting my stomach. But that is, a, that is a way to gain weight if it doesn't mess with your stomach. But for now, this is a, this is also not great advice, but dude, like I said, whatever fits you and your needs, do it. I started having, um, I would cook myself a double cheeseburger for breakfast and for dinner. And that's what I've been doing recently. And it's been working. Um, so, um, it's just another way to get calories and protein in throughout the day. And it's worked for me and I've enjoyed it. I, they're delicious. So find ways that work for you. Um, to gain weight and to and to do whatever works best for you. That's all I can say. It's hard to suggest um, foods outright. Uh, I know a lot of uh, I know a lot of like diet websites or people that are pitching diets online will say like have five egg whites and a bowl of yogurt for breakfast. Well, <clears throat> I hate eggs. I only like them in like breakfast tacos and other breakfast food dishes that have other stuff in them, but I don't like eggs by themselves. So, um, for me, I swapped that out for a burger. Um, It's not it's not exactly um, top tier advice. I'll say that because it's not necessarily the most healthy. I don't think the burgers are terribly unhealthy, but they're not the most healthy if you know what I mean. So you just have to find substitutions and things that work best for you. But um, traditionally foods that are suggested for someone, uh, trying to bulk or gain weight or eat healthy, I guess. And while doing that is, um, nuts like walnuts, pecans, um, almonds, things like that. Um, yogurt, whole milk, um, you know, peanut butter, things like that. These are all good, healthy weight gain foods. So, Yeah, like I said, uh, it's all about just finding what works best for you and your body. I can't really necessarily give great diet advice right now because my diet isn't necessarily insanely perfect. I'm not like a nutritional health expert by any means. All I know is I follow what fits my macros. I try to eat some healthy greens throughout the day, whether that's the kale in my protein shake or like a bag of steamed broccoli for dinner with my second burger of the day. <laughs> um, but I, I try and get you know healthy foods sprinkled in there on top of my um, weight gaining foods, like the burger or the protein shake. So anyway, um, <laughs> I feel like that's like the world's worst diet advice. Someone's probably listening to this like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? But uh, like I said, just do whatever works best for you. I have a really hard time gaining weight. And so that's what I've been doing. So if you gain weight super easily, don't follow this advice. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's, always, there's always sources online that you can look up, but like I said, that's just what I follow. Whatever you wanna do that suits your needs the best way, go for it. Um, gosh, okay, so we've talked about tracking foods, tracking your lifts. Um, we've talked about progressive overload, diet routines, uh, we've talked about supplements and the actual foods that you eat for your diet. I guess the final thing that I would want to touch on is your motivation for the gym and how you find the motivation to get in there and lift every day. Um, for me, it started as being extremely skinny. Like I said, I weighed at like 125 and I was six foot tall and I was what, like 21, 22 years old, something like that. Um, goodness gracious, I was skinny as fuck, and so, um, I remember I, I kept seeing uh dudes online that worked out or you know things like that. Um, at the time, I was kind of a metalhead kid, and um, I was dating this girl, and she had a crush on the guitarist of Memphis Mayfire. Uh, his name's Kellen McGregor, and I remember looking at him, and he looked all like muscular and tattooed and I thought man that that guy's cool as fuck and so um I just kind of wanted to look like him and so I started working out um my friend Andy got me into the gym and I would lift with him and so I had friends I had an external person that I looked at that I thought looked good that I kind of wanted to look like and I also just wanted to be um you know more healthy looking So a lot of my motivation was external. Um, I ended up break, like that girl and I broke up um, a year or two after I started lifting, I think. And my motivation then turns towards, I wanna impress girls, I wanna look good for girls. So like I've been saying, my motivation, a lot of this was driven by external factors. And I think that's totally fine to start there. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. Whatever gets you in and out of the gym, fuck yeah do it. I'm glad you're going at all instead of just sitting on your butt and saying, Oh, I'm gaining weight or I'm skinny or I wish I could work out. Well, do it. You know, actions speak so much louder than words. So even if it's some external reason, hell yeah, that's how I started. So, um, I will say it's good to find the internally rewarding things about lifting and focus on those two, like, um, getting stronger, um, your self-confidence that you're going to grow from looking good and feeling good. Um, finding things like that to drive you are huge. So, you know, over time, I suggest definitely looking internal and finding reasons to, to, to do things for yourself and not based off of anyone else's opinions or anything like that. But, um, you know, it's okay to start with external motivations. As long as you find those internal ones as well, you know, you can find people that you look up to and emulate them. Like I said, I found that guy in the band and I wanted to look like him. And so that was a place to start. I eventually found like the gym shark crew and the Alphalete crew. Um, I gravitated more towards the Alpha League crew after a while because the gym shark crew is all like, I don't know. I look up to the Alphalete crew. So, you know, I, there's, there's all these people that I look up to and, um, in a way I try and emulate them and what they do because I see them doing their thing and I wanna be like that. So I take that and then I then turn that into no longer being me emulating them, it's just me being me after a while. So, um, you know, start off, if there's some sort of external motivation, you wanna uh, you want to impress girls, you want to look like or be like someone, eventually turn that into you. Um, it is kind of cringy to like, want to be one of these guys that you look up to because that's I don't know, it's just, like I said it's cringy <laughs> but there's absolutely nothing wrong with being motivated by these guys so find someone you look up to um, let them motivate you um, find positivity and, and inspiration in their content and in who they are and uh, apply it to your own life um, buy yourself some new sick workout gear like a new pair of shoes some like cool gym clothes some joggers um, some like tank tops something like that Find yourself some good gym gear and uh, use that as motivation to get in the gym. Buy it and then put it to use. Well, I have it now, might as well use it. Um, Something that makes you look good, makes you feel good while you're wearing it. Um, That's another thing that I've always done. And um, like I said, just surround yourself with positivity. Find yourself a community of some sort, whether that means joining a new gym um, a class or like an online forum for local lifters in your area. Uh, I just joined lift ATX, which is on my uh, shirt here. It's a uh, local gym. I think that popped up last year or something and God, they're fucking awesome. I love it. It's a community there and I feel very at home and I'm very happy. I found them anyway, find community, surround yourself with positive people, find people to look up to, uh, that motivate you and then internalize it, become you know, your version of, of what you want to be and um, just be really really ready to fully commit and prioritize fitness because it's not something that can be secondary. You do have to make it a priority in your life. Um, the biggest, the number one biggest reason people don't lift or go to the gym or whatever is, I, I promise you, you've, you, I guarantee you've heard this or maybe you say this to yourself all the time. Oh, I don't have enough time. Oh, I'm so busy. Oh, I've got a kid. I've got, I work overtime at my job. Um, this, that if it's not a priority, that's okay, but don't sit there and whine about it and say, you don't have time because everyone does. You can get up one hour earlier in your day and go for a jog on your, around your block and do push-ups, Even if that's all you do, you can do that. Anyone can. And, and someone's probably saying, well, I already only get six hours of sleep as it is. Cause I've got a kid and I'm up late cooking dinner. Well, maybe that hour is later on in the day. Maybe it's while you're watching your kid, you drop on the ground and you do some push-ups. Um, maybe it's you put the kid to bed and for an hour before bed, you hit a quick workout to help you sleep. Um, you know, there's there's ways around your schedule that you can make time for fitness. And I know tons of people are going to listen to that and be negative about it and say, but you don't understand. It's so easy for you to say that you're you're no you're single you don't have kids um you're not working like overtime all the time well yeah true but this isn't about me it's about you and if you really really want to make it a priority you will make it a priority and if it's not a priority then it's not just don't complain about it and don't make up excuses and i know that sounds like a douchey hard ass take but it's honestly the truth and that's what a lot of people need To really kick themselves into gear with this kind of thing is they need to hear that hard truth they need to know they're making an excuse they're obviously not motivated enough they're not wanting to better themselves enough otherwise they would make the time and prioritize it i know that everyone has at least one hour in their 24 hour day where they're bullshitting on their phone or they're doing something that they could be doing something more productive. I understand that rest time and you know time for yourself is important too. But a lot of times for me, like my gym time becomes my me time. So just be real with yourself. If it's not a priority, it's not. If it is, you'll make the time for it. Other than that, don't be one of those people that I talk to all the time that's like, yeah, I just don't have enough time. Like I really wanna get fit again, but I just don't have enough time. You obviously don't really wanna get fit again then cause you would, you would be making the time for it, my friend. Love you to death, but that's the honest to God truth. So that's really everything I have to say about your fitness crash course. To reiterate everything, to, to, I'm just gonna run through everything I went through today. It's simple, track your macros, track your lifts. Use the MyFitnessPal app to track your food Use the BodySpace app to track your lifts. Focus on progressive overload in the gym, which means improving every time, whether that's lifting more weights, doing more reps, or having better form and less rest time with that same amount of weight. In some form or fashion, make sure that you're constantly improving and you have to track that as well. Uh, stick to a routine that's gonna let you hit every muscle group in your body a minimum of twice per week. Don't overtrain while you're doing that. Make sure that you're hitting things with frequency, but not doing it too much. Uh, as far as your diet goes, you know, figure out what works best for you. If it fits your macros, perfect. Just make sure that you're counting everything and tracking everything in MyFitnessPal, and uh, you know, don't be afraid to make some substitutions or um, do some things that work best for you. So, supplements, you don't need them. If you're going to take supplements. I would highly suggest creatine. You don't need any of this, technically you don't need it, but creatine, protein powder, if you even consider that a supplement because it's a food at the end of the day, and possibly a pre-workout if you have trouble with being tired and having a lot on your plate and not having the energy to lift. Um, Motivation, find those external reasons, but also the the most important thing and the more important thing is to find internal reasons to stick with the gym. You know, self-esteem, feeling good, looking good, things like that. Uh, and then just surround yourself with positivity positivity, and uh, find a good community. And don't make excuses. You have the time. You can find the time. I don't know if it, who who all is going to listen to this podcast. I don't really have a big listener base at this moment. But if you're someone who has been making that excuse of I don't have enough time, stop. Really be real with yourself for two seconds and say, okay, there's that there's that one hour, like when I get off work where I just like to sit back on my phone, you know, just find find that one hour in your day that, that you can do that like three or four times a week and you'll be good. So, oh man, I feel like I rambled and rambled, but that is my crash course on fitness and lifting and going to the gym. Uh, so if you do have questions, like I said, hit me up on my personal Instagram, Dylan.Dust, D Y L A N period D U S T, or on the Never Dead Podcast Instagram, which is Never Dead Podcast on Instagram. Uh, drop comments if you have questions, even on this YouTube video. Uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, obviously use those resources that I listed earlier on Instagram. And uh, yeah, just you know, find the way to make things work. Make yourself better. Do things for yourself and become the best version of yourself because you deserve it. You deserve the happiness that will come from you finding fitness and finding this new outlet that can help with depression, anxiety, self-esteem, all of that. So I believe in you, you can do it. Um, I missed last Sunday, sorry guys but I'm keeping the ball rolling. We're going to be back again next Sunday with another episode. So stay tuned next Sunday for another episode of the Never Dead podcast. I want to thank you all for listening. I hope you have a great day. Until then, may your lives be purposeful and your dreams be never dead. We'll see you next time. Peace.